Hey, welcome to episode 20 of Geekscape. For the next 45 minutes, we're going to be talking about movies, video games, and comics. I'm joined by two uh, of my guests this week. Uh, let's see. He almost said friends. Uh, almost said friends. Uh, uh, he was that close no, to friends. In, in 45 minutes to, to, to an hour, we're going to be tight. We're, oh, yeah. And you're going to see that. Uh, yeah. but it would be a lot easier to say friends. We, we, right now, not so right much. Right now, uh, a little shady. Shame. Um, Skip Martin. Yes. Skipper Martin and Tony Rodriguez. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, their comic. This is this is your comic book, right, Skip? Yes, sir. It's called uh, Bizarre New World. I've got it bag and boarded because I don't fuck around. And uh, this one is available on comic book store racks right now. And, By mistake. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. Also, there's going to be like a free preview on free comic book day, right? Yes. Cool. So for you cheap son of a bitches who have been listening to the show for the last 20 episodes... And say, mm, I'm still on the fence about getting into comic books. Seems expensive. Free comic book day is this coming weekend. Um, and now you're all out of excuses. So definitely check it out. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to just give a shout out to our wonderful sponsor, NetRiver, for taking on our bandwidth. NetRiver.net. Um, go ahead. Check them out. If you want, those filmmakers out there, I've gotten a great advertisement from our good friend Punchcake off the forums. I'll show it to you guys once the contest is over. But for those of you guys who are filmmakers, go ahead and uh, make an ad. Just include these four facts. Fun and knowledgeable staff. Best prices on dedicated servers and VPS. Rock bottom prices on any shared hosting and $1.95 domain names with shared hosting. Uh, as you guys have noticed when we went over to their servers, the download speed is really, really fast. So if you guys want to run a really good site, go over to netriver.net, set up an account, and you'll be set. Also... If you plug in Brian Gilmore's name, he's off to the side over here. Uh, if you type in Gilmore as your promotional code, you get 10% off your order. So that's netriver.net. The man is worth 10%. <laughs> Rock on. I think you're like 10%, 10% of a real of a man. man. Thank you very much. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> how are you guys doing? This is my uh, pink cup. Which, uh, which is on almost I, every I, episode shot here at, at, okay. at Laura's place. I is think the pink no cup. less of you by drinking out of that pink cup. I, it is a manly pink cup. Yes, I, I can clearly say that. The origin of the pink cup is that I was always <laughs> dropping the glass cups, and the glass cups were shattering. So I got like a sippy cup now. Oh, I've, no, got, I've got like a man-sized <laughs> sippy cup. You're just missing the handles. Like the, yeah. you know, so you can just sit there and go, can, like, throw shit. <laughs> yeah, this little, this little <laughs> thing I just say. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. This is my pink teat. <sighs> what? <laughs> my pink teat. Yeah, that's funny. Gilmore pointing out my social awkwardness. Um, so, guys, uh, we usually start off talking about movies. Uh, I went earlier today to see The Condemned. Uh, people who visited our website have seen that we have a four-part interview going with the cast and director of The Condemned. At Geekscape.net, what do you, what uh what have you guys been watching recently? I'm a really bad person to ask. So uh -huh. Let's start with tone on that one. Well, um, I, we're going to go see the condemned today. Uh -huh. That that was our plan. We we're going to do this. We're going to catch up with a buddy of ours. Um, the last film I went to go see, I think, was um. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember it. It was uh, Death Proof. No, 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 no. no. Because they made me sit through the other one. Okay. Come on, man. What did you just see? Yo, wait, wait, wait. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't like No, no. You're, you're the guy. You're the guy who likes what? Death Proof I more than Planet Terror. Um, Death Proof. Um, that's number two Death? in the same okay. way. Look, wait, wait, look. I hear this. You guys like Death Proof uh, no. more than Planet Terror. Oh, no, yes. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Explain one. yourself. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, the the thing is, um, 
I am not a very good person to turn to and go, oh, what do you think of this? What I love is that we've opened the last three episodes talking about a, a movie that not a lot of people actually saw. Well, that's crazy. That, that, just, that just drives, drives me nuts. It's like people should have gone to see this movie. I, I, maybe they, they didn't see it because, again, I love all of Robert Rodriguez's films. I mean, I'm a big, huge fan of Robert yep. Rodriguez. I am not a fan of gore. And you pussy. His, I am. I my vagina is like. Wow. I, I I hate 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 gore films. I don't mind um, suspense films like Halloween. Oh wow. my god, Halloween is an amazing film. Um, but uh, any of the hacker slash ones that came afterwards, like you know all the Jason or Friday the Thirteenth ones, whatever they're called. You're not down. I I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh... No, that's a no. Yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, okay, wow, he killed somebody. Great. Planet Terror was extremely gory for the sake of being gory. And maybe that's what he planned on doing. Yes, for the sake uh, of kicking ass. Yeah, okay, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I, I'm not trying to sway yeah, anyone's opinion. Yeah. My thing was, there was just too much popping, gooey, zit, gooey, yeah. gross stuff. Um, but everything else about it, I thought was great. I mean, there was that scene with the kid in the car, with the gut. Don't yeah. don't point that at your head. But when the kid, yeah, it would be you, sick bastard. Yeah, it was, okay, You're so, just taking it out on kids because you can't get within fifty feet of them. That was hilarious. That was you the can't get within fifty part. feet of you them, so now you want to see it. And it happened. <laughs> so uh, and and then death proof. You guys like being talked oh. out of the theater. I what? You like being talked out of the theater. Okay. He has a tendency to get a little wordy. And the one scene with the, the characters in the, the restaurant and the camera going around was a bit much. But it was enough exposition to get all the characters wrapped up. And if it was a regular Quentin Tarantino film where he would have had the two hours to do the whole thing, it would have been fine. You wouldn't have had a problem with it. So let's talk. Because are we really going to continue well, well, on? Well, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just one God sentence. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Absolutely everyone in the world. Um, oh. But uh, John loves me. So, no. But the thing is that it wasn't supposed to be a Quentin Tarantino film. He, he derived so far away from the theme of the entire two-movie experience that, I mean, he, you know, he paid an homage to all the different revenge films and all these, you know, feminism films came out or, you know, seventies or whatever. But really he needed to, I mean, Oh, that's a good shot. But really, uh, no, he, he started out with, you know, the missing reels and stuff, but eventually it was just a Quentin Tarantino film, a guy writing how he thinks women talk. Okay. Well, okay. And handing it in a month. Okay. But that being said, you got to tell me, and please, I know you got to agree with me. Quite possibly the best car chase scene in just about any film ever shot. It was, shot. A good car chase scene. It it was, was good amazing, car chase. but there was other yeah. levels to it. It, it. First off, it had. I just have problems when it's like, dude, stop the car. Some dude oh, smashing against back you. That stop up. the car, okay. motherfucker! What okay. you gonna do when I run up this hill and in, shoot at in, you? That's the real. That's real life. What you this gonna do a, now? Okay, well, then that's the end of the movie. Sure, the movie no. shouldn't have been made. It was boring. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, all right. First off, first so, off, wait. Was, all right. So wait, we saw the condemned today. Yeah. This can, can we talk about a movie that should have been made? Can we talk about a movie that should have been made? Wait, Give that spoil no, spoil 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 it. Wait, are you gonna spoil it? We're not gonna spoil it. We're not gonna spoil it because I'm telling you right now, you cannot have this experience spoiled for you. It, and I'm not just saying that because these guys gave me four great interviews to put on my site. I'm telling you right now, I was disappointed by Ceno Evil. I was disappointed, as you guys know, by The Marine. WWE Films is back. This time with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Condemned. Here? 
and they get it right. They, okay, they I, get it I, right. I agree with you. I, I, I think this movie is exactly what they should have done the first time out. No disrespect to the scene. I mean, no, <laughs> Michael, no, no, no disrespect to the Marine or to um, See No Evil, but the Marine was, wasn't it the first movie that was finished by that whole production company? And they just realized this movie. It's going nowhere. The, the problem and then they put out Ceno Evil. You saw the Marine. Yeah, the Ceno Evil actually came out first. Yeah, I know, but the Marine was done first. Oh, that was the first movie I didn't that know was that. Supposed to, and they were like, "We, we can't." Dude, it we looks like it looks like a, like, a, like a made-for-TV movie. It's oh. it's brutal. But but look, at, but, but that's beside the point. You know, the thing is, you have people in that film that you know when you go ahead and you put them in a film, you go, "Oh, well, this is going to be great. You're, you, this is perfect. Everyone's going to be happy." John Cena, another guy who WWE has on the top of their, you know, whole thing. And you think, eh, let's put him in a movie and see what happens. Sometimes it just doesn't work. I mean, no. th- I mean, there's only so many no-holds-bars you can make. Right. So, <laughs> I like that. That is, that, that is something else. Yeah, wow. Totally. So, okay, but all I'm saying is, I expect this movie to do very well. I, I expect this movie to be well received as well. I think I think that I, I I don't think it's got a box office impact just based on lack of name. Uh, but I think everybody who sees the movie is going to really enjoy the film because it's really for those people who loved the non Ben Affleck Matt Damon action movies. They like the Steven Seagal action movies. They like the Van Damme action movies. They like the this is just an action movie for the sake of being an action movie. These are guys acting tough and saying one-liners for the sake of dudes acting tough and saying one-liners. And it works. It Definitely. was a lot of fun to watch. Definitely. And- I, I don't like a lot of movies. And I, for one, am not a wrestling fan. I'm not a Stone Cold. I, you know, I, when we met Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was a great guy. And I've always thought, you know, these guys are great performers. It takes a lot of talent to do what they do. I mean, if I took off my shirt and just put on, like, a Speedo and tried to fight guys, I could just be a bunch of, you know, like, pale slapping against, you know, skin. But it that, What? That's a different film altogether, my friend. Okay. <laughs> but um I but this movie was enjoyable. It was I mean, it had so many moments where you're like, "Oh my god, that is just so ridiculous." I mean, it's bad <laughs> right. dialogue. It, it's, right. it's bad dialogue, obviously. Don't go in expecting a good movie, but go in expecting an action-packed thrill ride that is just fun at almost every scene that you have fun. About halfway through the movie, I turned to, to Gilmore and I said, "You know what? When this comes on on Sunday at USA, I'm clearing my schedule for the next two hours." Because right in the middle of the really movie, is that what you yeah. said? No, this is a middle you know, of the day you know, TNT you know, movie. This is a yeah. middle of the day. Oh my God! Roadhouse is on. Bloodsport is on. That is what this kind of movie is, and it's really a breath of fresh air from the movies that we get, where everything has to be a giant uh, moment, like in Triple X. You know, yeah. which really didn't. It, those movies, they just seem too big. Yeah, what I like seem too glossy. Yeah. What I liked they about have to this movie, to too many people. Yeah. What I liked about this movie is that it was also very earthy. Like it had, it was just what the very. Fuck it are wasn't. You talking about? Uh, let me explain. You a it wasn't. Druid? It, it wasn't like triple. It wasn't like triple X. That's a great point. It wasn't just everything's clean, everything's sleek, and everything's really shiny and awesome. Like basically, these are just like people, j- people on an island, just beating the crap out of each other. And in an killing each fashion? other. Well, I mean, they're always no one's wearing any white. No one's like like if you like look at all the it tones. It was gritty, like, is what you're it was saying. Really, no, yeah, it was really, well, it was gritty, but it was also earthy. But what I wanted to say, <laughs> you gotta give up on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm throwing in the towel on the earthy. But <laughs> it's just a movie that you see and you're like, you know what? This is a breath of fresh air. I mean, I just saw Grindhouse. I just saw Hot Fuzz, and I just saw this. What do you think of Hot Fuzz? I loved Hot Fuzz. 
John didn't like it. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. I just got. I thought it went overstate its welcome. I did not think that at all. What did, oh, he loves hot fries. Don't, don't, don't. I did not see the movie. Yeah. I can't. I, have I, to I take thought it, I thought it had fries. an extra thirty minutes to it. it felt a little. An fat. extra thirty minutes. The last thirty minutes were the best part. It gave me one of those fuck yeah moments, like when he was the cameraman suit, is shaking. He said, no, up, "No, no, no, no." When he was suiting up, and it, it was just so awesome. Gilmore. Like you were waiting for that the entire. Gilmore, movie. you're out of line. It was so good. You guys agree with me. It was good. Um, I mean, dude, I love Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, and I, I'll see every one of their movies uh, opening weekend, but um, that one, you know, just felt a little long to me. This movie, it threatened to do it after everything seemed to be wrapped up with the game. Uh, basically, the, the movie is about these ten prisoners pulled off of all sorts of places around the world, put on death row. They're on death row. They get put on this island by a dude who's running a game online. Uh... You know, it's kind of a snuff film, and they have to fight each other. It's sort of most dangerous game, battle royale style, and the last one, after 30 hours, gets his freedom. And of course, things go wrong because you've got Vinnie Jones and Stone Cold Austin in it, and that's why things go wrong. I have a question. Question. I have a question. Uh, remember in Battle Royale, they had um, they had. Your hands are so soft. Thank you very much. Yeah. I had. It's from the fucking. <laughs> from the from the from the constant friction. Um, I um now now I lost my quote. Oh yeah, in Battle Royale they had expl they had explosives strapped right. to them. Oh, next. It was it was around their necks though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did they have a certain range in the island? Like no. if they went past a certain range, the game, could they go anywhere in the, the island? The, the thing with Battle Royale was there were different sectors, and they would randomly activate at any time, and you had five minutes to get out of that sector before oh, all the colors okay. in that sector got off. That way you couldn't just camp out. But there was no out of bounds. No out of bounds. Okay, uh, I think that was that was uh, the people within the movie. That right. was their main thought. They should have made. And, it and also, that one wasn't televised. This was televised, and and the one strength of the script, it gets a little preachy at points. Yeah. But the one strength of it was that there was a little more substance there than just an action movie. There was a little more. But it was like really it was a little thin preachy, substance. It but, was um, terrible. But substance. they were definitely going for the idea that are we the condemned? Because we love this stuff and we're yeah, should and we're we be watching? To it. Very, very deep. I mean, here's the thing: when I'm two days late on an episode, all I get is motherfuckers on the forums being like, "Where's my motherfucking episode? You are the condemned, you sons of bitches. You're condemned to be tied to this damn show every damn week, like a drug." And I love you for it. By the way, I'd like to publicly yeah. state: Tone is a liar. Why is that? Because that's not the last movie he saw. No, well, I'm a little, and I'm a little bit offended. I forgot. No, I, when you brought that up, I was going to man snake to bone. But we've kind of gotten so far away. Man snake bone. Man, <laughs> man snake bone. bone. Man snake black man wow. bone. No, well, <laughs> for the record, no. Yeah, no, no. What'd you say? We, we saw Smokey and the Bandit. How was that? Oh, dude, I love Smokey and the Bandit. It was one of the reasons why I was going to get to it because I was going to cover the whole thing going back to Death Proof. Right. Was I mean. That movie, you know, had a few scenes in it where I'd felt like it was a tip of hat or tip of the hat to um, a bunch of films from right. the 70s and 80s that I loved. Like Smoking the Bandit. And it was. Yes. It was, but that's why at, around the end when it started turning into a Quentin Tarantino movie and they didn't even have the grainy uh, film anymore. It just yeah, I noticed clean. that it got they awfully clean yeah, there near the end. Sudden, I think at the end, I mean, he just bent over and took it. He's like, you know what? Here, take it, audience. It, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Deal with it. Well, let, let, let's segue into news on that one. All I gotta say is that the condemned is a lot of fun. If you guys go matinee, you're gonna enjoy it. If you rent it, you're gonna enjoy it. 
but it's not know, worth. Of course, don't expect Spider Man three, right. but right, it's, it's not worth condemn, but it's a shitload. Of I don't fun. think it's worth the ten bucks, but it's definitely worth the six bucks matinee. Dude, Dude, definitely super action, so good. You know how I love my super we action films. Uh, hang on, by, by the way, we didn't just yeah. pop in the DVD. Um, Universal was uh, doing. Um, an archival screening of some kind. Of Smoking the Bandit? Yeah, it was yeah. up on, up yeah, on the big screen. It's not like we watched it at the house. No, no, no. no. It was the 30th Cuddling anniversary. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did that in theater. That was different. Spooning. That's what John and I do. So uh, we were talking about Quentin Tarantino. Um, the Weinsteins have this new uh, deal where they're going to be producing, distributing, uh, and uh, mark- marketing a bunch of uh, Hong Kong Asian-themed films. One of them is a martial arts film. It's a remake of a movie called Come Drink With Me. They've got Quentin Tarantino directing it. So that hit the news this week. Um, It's a remake, so it's not one of his original stories. And um, what are your thoughts on the guy? Nosedive. You you need to be quiet. (laughs) I I am sick of VJ and my audience being held hostage with the pans (laughs) over to you. All right, buddy? Come sit on their lap if you want to be part of this conversation. Go. You will later. Yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, movies. we all do. I mean, yeah, but I mean, uh, I, uh, I don't know anything about this. I mean, you're 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 you know hitting me with it. I I don't know anything about it. I I'm, I'm sure that turned up somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what? Is if he puts out a movie, I'll go see it. I'm not gonna go see a movie. That he just slaps his name on, says Quentin Tarantino presents. Like what was that? Hostel. Was that Hostel? No. <laughs> well, he did that. He did no, Hostel one and two. Yeah. Iron Monkey was kind of his video distribution. But I love Iron one Monkey. That I remember specifically, and and one of, the movie was made for, before he ever got involved. Oh with yeah. It. Was it Chunking Ex- Chunking Express? Was it Hero or Iron Monkey? Because I know he did Iron Monkey. I can't remember I which it was one Hero. It was. But it really. But, oh no, Hero was because well, see, I I saw Hero. I want to say about eight months before mm-hmm. they had the the feature release here in the states. I've got a friend who picks up, uh, you know, DVDs from you know Hong Kong. Sells them downtown on a little card no, no, table. No, no, no. Well, he's the guy who buys them from the guy who uh, sells them from the guy downtown. Ah. But he, we, I saw that movie months and months and months, like a easy. And when I saw the film, I mean, uh, I thought it was great, and I was, I kept telling, turning to everybody, say, "Oh, this movie's great. This movie's great." Then all of a sudden they go ahead and they Quentin Tarantino presents and you're kind of bummed out because you're like, he had nothing to do with this. Like let it stand but, on its own. But they but they wanted people to go to the movies based on his name, which is fine. I just felt that it was kind of greasy. That was just kind of not cool. Unlike your hands, Gilmore. Um, so uh, let's start something that you guys do know about, and that's comic book news. Uh, David Goyer is developing and possibly directing, directing. a Magneto heard, feature I, film. I heard he was directing. Gilmore heard he was directing. Skipper, you heard that he was directing as well. I could swear I read it on uh, Dark Horizons. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. And uh, he's not going to start it until Wolverine wraps, I heard. Yeah. Are we ever, like, between you guys, are we ever going to see these films? Are we, I mean, the, the Wolverine film, I think it's gone into casting, the additional roles. Are we ever going to see, like, a Magneto feature film? And should we see a Magneto feature film? Um, I'm probably the worst person to ask for something like that, but I tend to find that uh, movies like that that you build up with some kind of expectation. Uh, to me, a really great example, and this is going to hurt, Catwoman was one of those movies that started off 
I think we started hearing about it in like 92 or 93. Right. Right about after Batman Michelle. Returns. Yeah. And then it's, you know, over the years morphed into something else. And by the time it actually came out, it was something so different that it was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> but um, these kinds of movies are being dragged out for so long that by the time we actually see them, are they even going to be remotely worth the hype? And honestly, I doubt it. Right. I, I miss going to the movies just to go to the movies. I, now with the internet and all this, oh. you know, I mean, I, we talked about this oh, just yes. recently. You don't, there's no way of like knowing um, or not knowing about a movie that's coming out. It, when they go ahead and say, we're going to do a Fantastic Four movie, you know about it 22 months before the movie ever shows its first trailer. I mean, right. the, minute I, the, the minute the deal is struck, yeah, you hear about right. it. I mean, I, I'm, to be very honest with you, I mean, I'm an old man, but I went to go see Terminator 2. And I can honestly say I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know Terminator 2 was coming out. One day we were at home. It was a Friday night. Somebody said, let's go to the drive-in. What are they showing? And I think it was a double feature of, of the, the latest Dirty Harry film and mm. Terminator 2. And so, again, I mean, I was a huge fan of the first film. But I didn't have any... I, I didn't... Ex- I didn't know going to the movies like, oh, we're going to go see Terminator 2. Right. We just went to the movies and that movie just happened to be there. I miss those days, like Star Wars. I mean, I think I saw one commercial for Star Wars before I saw the movie. The original the Star Wars. The first Star Wars, yeah. Wow. I'm an old man, I keep telling it. But you. Don't, thing, you don't look it. Uh, yeah. You wear it well. So, yeah, no, I don't. But, <laughs> I, 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 you know, maybe I, people say they're surprised and I'm just, I'm always like, kind of like confused with the compliment because... Well, motherfucker, you're making yourself sound like Mr. fucking Miyagi. That's just not true. Oh, Daniel-san. Star Wars. No. But no, my problem is, it's like, so what do I... I mean, dude, you must I, have been seven. Do I act immature? Were you seven no, when it came out? No, I was ten. Okay, so you were born in 67. 68. That ain't no thing. Well, I'm just saying, you know, but my thing is, uh, do I act immature? Is that why people are surprised when I say I'm an old man? No. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's old. It's a youthful energy. I think it's a youthful energy. Right. Dude, don't even tempt that motherfucker with the microphone. He will He will fucking Shanghai take over this fucking show. But, 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 okay, but that was my only point. My only yeah. point is I, I, I miss the days when you... you what is it? Star Wars movie? Let's go see Star Wars. You know? You I remember know? seeing Breakdown without ever hearing about it. Or sometimes when a movie comes through and you don't really... You aren't really expecting too much uh, out of it and you decide not to see it. But then you're sitting around on a Saturday, nothing better to do, and you end up going to see it. Sometimes you get more out of that. I, I recently saw um, Disturbia, just because I had some time to blow. And that was the one that just came out, and I enjoyed it. You know, It wasn't enough to go talk about, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Um, no, wait, along those lines, because I remember back yeah. in 90, uh, I don't remember when it came out, some Jeremy Irons movie that I don't remember being very good called Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're talking late 80s, early 90s. And uh, I remember vividly, the only good thing about that movie was the trailer, which I I didn't again speaking along tones lines. I didn't. Uh, I had no pre hype, no idea it was even being made. And you guys, if you're old enough to remember, sitting in a theater and having no idea what the preview was going to be because that was going to be your first any kind of you know uh, information. Well, about, I'd, wow, I'd wish I knew I had known more uh, than taking my parents to see Boogie Nights on Parents Weekend. At oh well, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh my god, yeah. you saw that with your parents? Well, I mean, yeah, our listeners know. I've told this story a couple times. I've told this story a couple. Times it was uh, it was Parents Weekend and I I was like hey this thing got a lot of really good reviews. Oh my god, it's about funny. the porn industry. Right. Well, uh, idiot. I, saw, I went... saw Howard Stern's private parts with my mom. as a wee lad. Well, um, now those are the comments yeah, that make me feel old. Yeah. Now Howard Stern's a wee lad. Hang on, hang on, wait one second. To finish out that thought, Dead Ringers was 
Not a very good movie, but the best the best part about seeing Dead Ringers was the trailer to The Fly Two. Which wow, was, yeah, so which that, was not very. Was that that was Eric Stoltz, right? That was Eric Stoltz. Yeah. But you know, all I knew was how great The Fly was, and in the mm-hmm. middle of seeing a movie that I had no interest in seeing, The Fly Two, The Fly was Two nothing. trailer came out of. Uh, but the trailer was great. Right. There was all this excitement. I didn't have some blurb from the Hollywood Reporter telling me that it was in production or something. like that. I would that. love to see. I would love to see a movie like that made again, where somebody gets you know, uh, you know, watching The Condemned, I was like, you know, what would be a great movie. People on death row forced to fight giant fucking insects. <laughs> in an arena we need more movies like that you know more Ray Harryhausen type stuff that, you, that you doesn't... thought about that while you're watching yeah. the movie yeah that's not a good sign that's for not a, movie. a good sign no, it's when, fun. You're, when you're in a movie I want to see more condemned type movies you totally you're watching immersed. a movie nah you know, oh, no, it's so I, self-referential I disagree, you know I disagree. I mean? I'm just saying that if you're sitting there thinking about I'm going to have me some pop tires when the, I get out of here. The, the problem you're, is, you're obviously not enjoying the movie yeah. and you're being, oh, I you're enjoyed being the movie. distracted by something the, else. The problem is, Tone, that, that, that as a director, you're always detached from the film. I, I will, I'll, I'll never be in a place again where I don't see the shots, where I don't see the lighting setups, where I don't see the, everybody behind the camera. I mean, I mean, this it, is it, very it, interesting that you're you denying that, yourself. That, that's, that's always because how I'm going to be. Because the same problem, I, you, you, you're doing the same thing I do, but... It, on a different thing I draw comic books right. and he's always asking me so what are you reading and I, I don't read any comic books Right. I don't want to look at them I don't want to see them it, maybe I'll go to the shop and I'll kind of like peruse the shelf but I don't read them I don't go over I, did, I, I have a problem dealing with it I really do it's, Yeah, well, I love and, movies but yeah. when I see them uh, and I, and I, love I, comic I books. always think okay when they cut back to her, that was definitely a different take. Wow, when they cut, I mean, I, I, I've ruined okay. movies for myself 100%. So well, when I'm sitting in them, all I can think about is, that was a bad dub. That was this. That was, you know, uh, there's a teamster standing right off camera holding that light. You know, when they picked that up, they definitely got it handed to them by a, a PA off camera. You know? Oh, it, 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 you. It, I mean, you can... You're ruining the movie but, but, but that being said, the movie is great. Okay. I really enjoyed the movie. And, um... So, uh, to stay on the comic book theme, uh, you, Goyer's Green Arrow, there's a rumor that it would be Matt Damon. What the fuck is that about? Don't buy it for a minute. Dude, I don't buy it either. I don't even buy that they're ever going to make a Green Arrow film. How could no. they make a Green Arrow film that wasn't Men in Tights? You know what I mean? Remember that the, the film? Remember <laughs> yeah, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood Men, Men in Tights? Tights? I mean, dude, a Green Arrow movie? Who would take that seriously? I mean, well, I, guess... I mean, they took it seriously on the, the Smallville. Smallville, but I mean, the thing is, they go ahead and they try stuff out like that on those TV shows, and if it takes off, then they're going to go ahead and go, well, you see, we got ourselves a million dollar deal to do that, and they're going to attach whoever they want to. I, I the Wonder Woman movie? Are we going to see the Wonder Woman but movie? But I don't even ever. care. I'm, I'm going to wait. I would so, go see it. It just but... got, got X, I heard. Our, our our Hollywood insider over here, Brian Gilmore, everybody. Well, no, no, no. I did. I did. Brian hear, Gilmore, uh, writer of Variety. I did. I did hear that Wonder Woman just got axed recently. Well, I mean, I they fired that. Joss Whedon. Well, yeah, the, Joss Whedon was really bummed about it. Um, is what I read. Yeah, and just not. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of turning in. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to all the movies this summer. I I, I live for that stuff. But uh, yeah. a Wonder Woman movie, a Green Arrow movie, it's just not that it's getting too even much. a green lantern movie it's getting too much do you really think that they should start making all these like lesser known comic book if, if they treat them right movies? you can find a great movie and everything i think you edgar could. wright directing an ant-man movie would be brilliant and he's the guy that they supposedly have to direct the ant-man movie huh. now you've got now you've that. got a crap ass character who you could care less about ant-man but in the hands of edgar wright 
all of a sudden it's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, in, in any character, I, I bet you could take Speedball and put him in the hands of a really good director who's going to take it and make it his own. Not not a generic hack. I mean, you, you've ha- the problem is you've had a lot of these comic book movies end up in the hands of generics. Well, not only that, but a lot of them, I mean, you know, I guess they have to be, but they end up being origin stories. I mean, they're all just basically focusing on the fact that these people are superheroes instead of going a little deeper and making just, let's tell a great story with people that happen to go through something that makes them a superhero. Whenever you see things like... like Whenever, whenever Fantastic Four comes out, and nobody's and everybody's not very happy about it, and, and you always hear people saying, "Yeah, well, the sequel is going to be great because we don't have to deal with the origin story. We don't have to be slowed down by the origin story. We don't have to, you know." It's always an origin story. It's always someone learning to be a hero. It's always someone saying, "Okay, the stakes are higher." Am I still this person? Okay, Am well, I still this person? Well, the, 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 it's this always is, this growing. is an interesting thing that you brought up because. A movie like Spider-Man. Everyone mm-hmm. has literally seen Spider-Man. Yet when Spider-Man 2 started, when the, the movie started, when you watch the trailer, or the, the trailer, the, the, pre- the credit, no, the Alex credits, Ross's artwork. It's got, well, that's fine. Right. Oh, but it, it gives you, like, the, 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 the setup for what happened in the mm-hmm. first movie. And they're always going to treat the second and third movie um, for those people who may not have seen the first movie. They have to. And they, they will. They will always do it. They're going to do it. Uh, anything that they need to basically do an exposition to basically catch everyone up, they're going to do it. And I have a problem with people talking down to me. Don't talk down to me. And I think they did it in a very classy way on Spider-Man don't, 2. On Spider-Man 2, yeah. they, I think that, that was the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. But they are still going to go ahead and I'm sure they'll do the same kind of thing for the, the next movie. They're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and go... Well, we've only sold, you know, 30 billion DVDs and, right. you know, only 50 billion people went and saw the movie. But how are we going to catch those people who didn't see it? Well, you know what? Fuck those people who didn't they see it. They were probably the born two. in the last three years. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck those people. They're going to catch up with it eventually. Just make right. a decent movie hmm. and let me enjoy it. Don't dumb it down. Don't play, don't play to the lowest common denominator. You're pro- I mean, even with the Lord of the Rings films, I, I have a real hard problem with that first film because that first movie just ends like shit. And, you know, that the, a movie needs to basically give you the middle, beginning, and end. And if it continues, that's fine, but you still need to have some sort of resolution at the end of the story. Right. Otherwise, it's a bad film, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. No, no, it's cool. But it's cool. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say about the, 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 the movies? I mean, even the whole idea, it's like we're sitting here talking about movies that aren't going to come out until the you know, middle of summer. Right. Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. I don't care. I'm going to wait until the movie's open. Yeah. And I'll get excited for a day and a half, maybe. But, like, building up, building up. And I know a lot of people do that. A lot of people build, it's our It's our show. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. People yeah. build their entire lives around. But I got shit It's to our do. audience. I got shit to do. I'll right. catch up with you guys in line. When you guys have been sitting there for an hour and a half and two hours... I'll just sweep right in on Friday well, morning. Or just something. to back that up, by the way, I've I've been with him, and I'd, I'd ask him, "So, man, are you really excited?" He's like, "I'll see it." Sometimes, right. I for, sometimes when I'm watching the trailers, I forget what movie we're watching, and I'll turn to him and go, what, "What were we here to see?" Well, 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 well next episode, uh, we're gonna go check it out. Uh, ben Dunn from the forums, Gilmore, and I, we're gonna actually sit and uh, hit up a line. Yeah, we're gonna try and, and see uh, if there's any. And I'm gonna bring the camera. Maybe we'll interview some of the people in line for you guys to see just the people, unlike Tone, who get really fucking amped up. People like you. What what does get you excited? And we can segue into your work, Skip, with your with your comic. 
uh, Bizarre New World. What does get you guys excited as creators? Uh, for me personally, um, Bizarre New World is obviously my first book. and um, This is the book that you wrote. Yep. Yay. Uh, Yay. And, 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 and I must say, you, you, your, your slip is showing. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Motherfucker, this is you. Uh, Straight up. Yeah. Like, wait, like wait, don't wait. be changing his name. Ah. Don't be like, oh, I've never worn a red hat. Uh, uh, the red hat's right there. <laughs> the red hat's actually right there. And, and what I like, too, is... You look like a hard motherfucker right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but look at you show. now. Look at you now. Well, look at you same. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. Go- it's the same everything. No? Yeah, yeah. Um, You're just serious here. Look at you. No, um, there's a reason behind the picture. But uh, um, Paul, let's talk about what the book's about, and then, sure, and then tell um, me about it. To answer your question about excitement, yeah. I'll get to that in a second. But um, on the very back, you'll see the very first sketch uh-huh. ever done for the book. And, this is what I read. Yeah, and back in um, oh. God, 2005. October 2005. Um, if I can go way back into 1999, I had the Let's very first set idea. up the way back machine. Let's go way back one. Let's go into the boring origin that everyone tries to skip. Yes. Way back in 99, when I first had the idea, what uh, would happen if a guy could fly? A regular guy. Not a superhero, just what would happen if... No heroes nothing. long before that. Right. Well, that's the joke. Now it's always compared to heroes, right. but uh, I uh, hatched the whole plot and scheme. Back in 99, and then wrote it for, in, in October 2005, I finally got busy. I want to get, I want to try something. I After then, procrastinating, mulling it over in your well, head. Well, the biggest problem was, and you'll find this in the story, I was really hung up on the idea on what would, well, how does he do it? I got it, all right, so, is it a magic spell? Did he is get it hit by alien? a meteor? Yeah, I mean, there's just, I, I hated the idea, and every time, okay, well, I got to come up with something that, you know, some kind of catalyst. Because the way it happens in the book, he's at work. And it just happens. The dude just ends up lifting himself up out yes, of his chair right. and well, being like, what the hell? And then he slowly starts piecing it together. Well, the problem was I needed a, I needed some real reason, some big mm-hmm. concrete reason to make it believable. The problem is it's not believable. Like a high ne- concept. Right. It, well, it'll never be believable, and I can't write it if I don't believe it. So for the longest time, for what, since uh, seven years, six years, for six years I kept... I love the idea. I had so many, um, as you see as the story goes along, there uh, it goes to a different place. And mm-hmm. I had this whole thing worked out that I was just so excited about because I just loved the concept, loved the idea. And then it was, <laughs> and then it was, all right, I've got all these great ideas, oh, but I need to figure out how he flies. Mm, what am I going to do? Do and you then, think you were psyching yourself out of writing it? No, I wasn't doing or... that at all. It was just... What are you afraid of? Um, uh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> what I'm afraid of, uh, yeah. I wanted it to make sense. Because right. when I go to a movie, I look up and go, that is crap. I don't buy it because for a minute. You, you get a lot of stuff when you walk into a comic store. Because you guys are, are published independently by... by um, the fine folks right. at Ape Entertainment. At Ape Entertainment. But but you go in and, and you see the Marvel, you see the DC, you yes. see the image, you see the Dark Horse. And then you have all these indie books when yeah. you walk into a, a comic store. And you really got to... I mean, it's a, it, everybody's can publish their own book, but for you to last, you've got to have all this stuff thought Hook. out, and you really have to have a solid story. Yes. Or you're going to get buried by the Marvel, the DC, the the Image, the yeah. Dark Horse. You know how are you? I mean, how are you, how are you going to even compete? Get that stuff off. So, but you've really thought this out, is what you're saying. Like for six years, you really thought it out, and it, and, and just from having read the episode, uh, yeah. the, the the series, let me say tell you that that first issue it shows. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, well, I mean, one of the problems, if I can take over for two seconds, one right. of the problems is that uh, I've read a lot of people saying, hey, here's my indie book. And they try and cram it all in there. E- even, uh, even on books that are published by Wildstorm, you get these first 
newcomers to comic books mm -hmm. and they cram a lot of its exposition a lot of its action they try and sell the reader right away you know what I mean they try and say that this that this book has all the bells and whistles and I can write like Ed Brubaker and Brian Michael Bendis see that's there's this you know? double edged sword um, and if I could be totally honest it hurts the book I well believe. I was told day one no not day one but very early on because I, I'm always looking for input mm -hmm. and when I asked um, one of the guys from Ape Entertainment David Hedgecock um, after he had signed me and we were moving on down the track now the book was already into production mm -hmm. and he had already seen I think the entire first issue mm -hmm. and we're and signed who's your artist? Go. Uh, the artist is Christopher okay. Provence okay. out of Canada and colored by Wes Joba okay. and both both did a beautiful job um, when they got to see the first issue I said alright David tear it apart I'd rather hear you tear it apart than some jerk on a message board yeah, lay right, into right. me let me have it what's wrong because I got plenty of time to fix it he said well if you honestly want to know you don't have the big moment in your first issue where's the big big moment and I try and you know he was right there wasn't a big moment because the story does have its own build. And you, you pace it. You don't try and cram everything yeah, in there. I tried not to. You pace to. it when, 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 when your character, who I'm just calling Skipper because motherfucker, let's be honest. Paul, his name's Paul. I know, I know. His name when, is when, Paul. When, when, when he comes up out of his uh, chair and he's floating up there, you have that moment, almost like a Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin, where it's silent, yeah. but the acting, it, the quote-unquote acting is, okay, I'm on the ceiling, I gotta get back to my chair. Yeah. What are the steps yeah. of me doing yeah. this? Whereas, I mean, yeah. sometimes you, in these books you would have something explained in one or two panels. You take your time with this. In 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 doing so, you allow us to get to know Paul a little better. You know, he, he's not he's not some dude just right out of the police academy. I'm ready to save the world. No, he was, basically yeah. does what you do. Well, for you know, a really quick, if, if you if you don't mind me, <laughs> yeah, no, go for it. I I did the same thing with 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 Dave and and uh, I want to say Brent. It's like I, I turned him and said, "Skip, this is cool. I kind of like the concept, but nothing really happens." Because again, I'm so used to the mm -hmm. <clears throat> old school comic books. It's like this happens, this happens, and this leads to this, and this is why we wrap up the book. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Skip says, "I want to do it this way." And I went ahead and I said, "Skip." You're asking a lot of the that's, audience to have faith not, that something's yeah, going to come. This isn't how we do things. I I know that's how you want to do it, but. Yeah, let, this is my world <laughs> yeah. and that's what happened and I told him it's like, look we really got to do this and he stuck to his guns and you know what I got to admit that I think he was right all along because you're, how many books, issues do you have now first one's out but it was intended to be a four issue miniseries um, my biggest problem with issue number one and it's something happens so, uh, are you saying at the end? Like, like after issue one, oh. issue two, three, four, we get the meat. We get what oh, these yes, guys have been absolutely. asking for. By the end of the mini, by the end of the mini series, okay. Issue um, one is an hors d'oeuvre, right? Yeah. <laughs> issue two, one. three, and four, your shit's gonna you, get blown. Yeah, you've yeah. got like a seven course meal in front of you, and okay. this is just a mm, <laughs> tasty. I like shrimp. Uh, by the time you get to issue three, and I beg and plead of the audience, right. even if you just happen to walk into a store and you weren't even sure, maybe I should pick up three or not, pick up issue three, and you know what, go ahead, spoil it for yourself, skip to the end, I'm not going to do it right now, no. but um, it, does, it does have a point, it does get somewhere, and um, put it this way, the idea was so interesting to me back in 1999, the very first concept I had, oh, what would it be like if I could fly? Oh, boy, it'd be cold up there, you know, stupid. Mm -hmm. you know, and these are the things that your character discovers slowly, yes, you know, slowly. it's just figuring it out, and that's really where it started from. And those are fun, and I had a lot of fun writing that stuff, but that's not why I did the book. By the end of issue three... Did it to get babes. 
<laughs> well, it hasn't worked yet. Um, but at the end of issue three, you'll find why I cared, why I asked you guys to pick it up, why I put the money to make the darn thing, why I went to Tone Rodriguez. I, I called him up. Because you did an alternate cover, right, Tone? He did the alternate cover, the limited cover. The one that I have right here. Yes, you have that one, the Ooh. Superman homage. Okay. And Tone's involvement was simply, I knew him back in 1993, and um, I used to go to his store. Yeah, don't, don't tell him. We can't say way back in, when in tone your, your credentials are Violent Messiah you did um, we'll talk about some of the books real quick so that people uh, can Violent get cut Messiah's, up Violent uh, The Snake Plissken Chronicles which I loved oh good great dude that, I awesome. loved it oh rock on dude I, I, I yeah it was cool Oh, well, real quick, real, real quick, real, real quick. Snake Plissken from uh, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., they did a comic book series where he went to uh, Atlantic City in that same world, and you drew that. Yes, and, I, I just drew and, it. And, 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 and they're never going to ha- I mean, with, with Deborah Hill, I mean, the sad thing is that Deborah Hill, John Carpenter's longtime partner in, in producing, uh, she died. Yeah, she, and she, she was part was of the book, not, wasn't yeah, she? she? Well, she, she, we worked closer to her than we worked with John or Kurt, but they were all involved. So we worked Deborah with Hill, Kurt, yeah. we worked with John, and Deborah was the ringleader. She, I mean, she really was the backbone of uh, Snake World. Snake World was the company that uh, Deborah, mm-hmm. John, and Kurt uh, uh, collectively did the, the, the uh, new Snake stuff with. Right. And um, she got sick, or she, she got, yeah, yeah, she, um, she, you know, she got really, really ill. She dropped a lot, a lot of weight, and it turned out that she had some uh, like colon cancer. Oh my god! And it just, it by the time that every, any, it, I mean, she just kind of fell right. off the face of the earth, and uh, I think her, um, her housekeeper found her and oh. got her to the hospital, and it was, it was a real horrible ordeal. Um, I, I didn't get to see her in the hospital. We kind of had. Uh, we, sad. Can we get into this? No, I mean, this I mean, really, for, yeah, it's, it's for, not for, a long story. I mean, it's an involved story. For, for those of you guys, go back to your favorite John Carpenter movies and look on the credits. Deborah Hill; those movies wouldn't be in front of your eyes if it yeah. wasn't for this woman. Um, the Fawn. Literally, your favorite ones: uh, Escape yeah. from New York, The Thing, uh, Halloween. Halloween. I mean, she she was the person yeah. who was. I Fog mean, is my all-time favorite. Right. You just love that film. And um, I saw that in the theater. Too. So, so old man. Those, so those are some of your credits. And again, coming back to you, Skipper. Uh, yes. Uh, his involvement in the book. Uh, I went to a guy named Blair Marnell who used to do the column All the Rage for mm-hmm. SBC, I believe. And mm-hmm. um, I had met him before, and he was my only connection to comic books outside of every now and then walking right. into the store. And I called him up one day and said, listen, can I come over? I got This is probably October 6th, probably the day after. I said, I am going to make my book. But this is, uh, I actually, before <laughs> I was even Oddly book, enough, he did Yeah, he did yeah I usually exactly. do that. Up, there's a security video of him in 7-Eleven. I shall do this book. <laughs> this is what will happen. We had the counters just so like say waiting for a gun. <laughs> what had happened was very simple. I didn't we know doing okay on time, VJ? Okay. I didn't know what it was going to be. All I knew was I really want to do this flying guy thing. So I went to Blair Marnell and said, I've got this very loose idea, A, B, C. And I gave him all these things that I'd been thinking about for the last five or six years. He goes, man, that would make a really great comic book. 
funny you should mention that, Blair. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. He's all, well, you need to get an artist. That's the hard part. I said, man, I'd love to find Tone Rodriguez. He goes, how do you know Tone? I knew him back in 93. I have no idea where he is now. I know he did Snake Plissken because I bought the DVD. But who knows where he is now? Yeah. He goes, I got his card. I called Tone up and I said, hey, man, you don't probably remember my voice, but I'm going to be really offended if you don't. I got two original Tone Rodriguez drawings on my wall. Who am I? And he went, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. You don't have two Rodriguez's on your wall. And I said, "Yes, I do." He goes, "No, you don't." I, I see. Have... I, I didn't. I don't sell any of my art. Yeah, really. I, I have I, all of my I, art. I, you don't yeah. have any of my I, art I on only, your wall. I only started this year. I, so there are a few pieces out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but there was like no way he had two of nope. my pieces. It's impossible. And Cut back to like '94, and you're like in, in like a ski mask, crawling into his like <laughs> <laughs> building and stealing his artwork. Now, once he figured out who I was, Skippy. I called him from the past. Yeah, and I called him and said, "Please, I need to talk to you." So we sat down. I said, I got this big idea. And I sat down and gave him the pitch. He goes, this is really great. The dog is dying yeah. on us. Hank, it's okay. They're, they're, behind, the, they're behind the door, oh, okay. so they're and a little freaked so, out. And I proceeded to try to talk him out of it. Yes, he did. He Hank did. has a comic book, actually, that, that yeah, that's coming next week. Um, no, I, I go to town, I gave him the whole pitch, and he's like, this is really great. Are you sure you want to? You sure you want to do that, man? That's, that's a big thing and blah, blah, blah. Said, it's no. expensive to self-publish and all that. It's not just that. I didn't even really have a plan to publish it. I had no idea what I was going to do with it. All mm-hmm. I knew was I wanted to tell. By the end of issue three, it gets to a point. Yeah. You'll see it. And I wanted to get over the hurdle and get to there. Sorry. I wanted to get to that spot. And um, I had no idea if I could even get it in the stores at that point. Right. Tone, in his infinite wisdom, saw that I was nuts. And he was like, well, you ought to, you ought to work on that. And, and that was kind of it. I'm kind of busy right now. And he wasn't mean about it, but I, I, I felt the vibe. And I was like, well, I need to develop this. Can you help me? He goes, eh, you should go out there and kind of develop it yourself and come back to me when you have something. Right. Fine. So I, I leave. And about, uh, about three weeks later, I came. I got a plot. I got it. I got it. And he goes, well, tell me. And as I'm sitting there giving him the entire plot, which eventually became Bizarre New World, um, he's off in the corner drawing. And that's what he drew. Wow. The back of, you know, the, of the back issue. of issue one, the sketch, and it was the first time I'd actually gotten to see the character. And all I told Tone was, "He's loosely based on me." Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's all I said. He's loosely based on me, and that's what he came up with, and that's where Paul came from. Um, from there, once I had that drawing, what I like is head, that it's a picture of a dude with an "oh shit" look on his face. Oh yeah, that's all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like the first time that he's flying, he's got this look on his face, like "oh shit," oh, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. says loads everything and that's exactly what we were looking for we wanted a regular guy and how would he deal with it and I'm not out. going to explain it and since I'm not going to explain it of course he has no idea where it came from right. of course he's going to freak the right. hell out yeah. and Tone picked up on that and literally put a regular guy in the clouds freaking out perfect that image I then sent to a bunch of my friends yeah. like remember that story I was telling you about this is what I'm talking about yeah. they went that's it that's amazing I said well I'm moving forward and through Tone, he mentioned digital webbing. Yeah, that led I love to digital webbing. Va- yeah, that led it's to Christopher Devonche. Instead digitalwebbing.com for a lot of our audience digital members. They webbing, want to be yeah. writers. They want to be mm-hmm. artists. That's a great place to meet other, yep. pro- want to be professionals and start collaborating. And that's where I can honestly say I've met no one from there. Yep. You know what? I, I've had a, cu- a, a couple people I know. Because uh, unless it's up porn, I'm not looking at it on the computer. He doesn't go to movies. He's on the <laughs> You're just like, I made a whistle out of this pattern horse here. femur. <laughs> wow. Seeing a pattern here. He's just like in his apartment. It's like, doing. <laughs> you want your leg back, please? Just let me go. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just wow. mean. 
All right, well, back on target. Yeah. In a nutshell, <laughs> we get Gil- to Chris. That's actually Gilmore's life right yeah. there. We start moving forward. <laughs> and the, Gilmore did. We start moving forward with the book. Um, he and Will Wilson took me to Ape Entertainment. I'm completely going back. <laughs> no, keep going. Keep buddy. going, keep going. <laughs> Someone has to keep this shit on track. Um, I ke- um, Tone and Will Wilson got me to Ape Entertainment, and then the book uh, is obviously on the shelves. Tone came back. Oh to do a backup story for issue number two and three and he shocked the hell out of me by actually writing it too and it was his very first awesome. writing credit so issues two and three will have backup stories by that guy over there I still want to save the, the, the fact that it's the first story I've right. ever written I love saying that so, his first writing it, my, my, book. my first writing there's no writing in it at all it's like that's it's, the it's, joke yeah, it's what, like, what is the uh, <laughs> well what's the next I mean you, you what, what's the next work that you're going to work on Tone? me? yeah uh, well I'm Doing the second story for his book, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, oddly enough, it's a, a story about a, uh, a little uh, Mexican kid in. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get. That's it. No more. No more. So if you want to find out what happens when you sell chiclets on the streets and then something amazing happens to you, dude, you're gonna have to. Man, hey, hey, mind meld. Mind meld. I, High five. I, okay, I That's a mind meld, baby. I, yes, yes. Hey. <clears throat> hey. Oh. Pseudo weird ethnic from Texas. Yeah. That, that's Toad and I. Um, uh, you'll see what happens. You'll see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, so bizarre we, new world. Where can we find your book? Because I know a lot of people have they got smaller. It but I know a lot of well, yeah, I know. But a lot of stores aren't as good as cats, and a, I know a lot. Is there of people, a website? I know a lot of people yes. are trying to find books that are more yeah. obscure, and they yes. can't find them. Where can we find it? Um, First off, uh, bizarrenewworld.com <laughs> has pretty much everything you're going to need to know about the book. Uh, when it comes to buying it, at the moment, it's in comic book stores and it's in previews right now. Um, you I get it out in the truck. Yeah, we'll we'll get you a copy. Right? There's a trunk sale going down. Um, what had happened was it was intended to come out uh, May 9th. There was this big promotional that was uh, 2,400 copies of the book were going to go to 2,400 stores. Because I believed so much in the product that I was hoping that a store would get it, look at it, hey, I'll throw you a bone and buy a few. That didn't happen. Uh, Some mix-up with the distributor. The book actually got delivered uh, to anybody who ordered it. So if you're a store that ordered 10 copies, you got 10 copies of Tone's cover three weeks early. Wow. So that's why it's on the shelves right this second. that's why I've got it. That's why you have it. But the real book, the regular cover, comes out May 9th, and then it's monthly, May, June, July, and it'll be in your stores for now. Uh, I would say... Free Comic Book Day. Free free Comic comic Book book Day day is next week, as you know. There's uh, a... It's this coming weekend. It's this coming weekend. Or fifth, fifth. Yep, and I came and begged Tone to uh, come back and do uh, a short story, and I was very happy to see Tone kind of do a st- in other words right. I went to Tone first and Tone was literally going to do the first thing that was going to hit the shelves so I got to you know have Tone do the very first story that people were going to see didn't work out that way now you can go buy issue one so now the second thing that hits the shelves is Tone's by the way I just very saw cool. it came out beautiful and uh, it's a five pager in Ape Entertainment's Free Comic Book Day Spectacular I think is what it's called so uh, let's move from comic books into video games I don't know how big a video game freaks you guys are but um, I myself have just been playing Crackdown nonstop. I've been really busy. I just handed in. I just handed in uh, this the, the script for the WWE DS game. That's about all I can tell you guys on that one. Uh, hopefully, there will be more writing to come very soon. Knock on wood, but it's a good sign. Um, yeah, do you guys play games? Have you guys played a bunch of games? I'm worried that he doesn't play games. This is gonna be so funny. Uh, why don't you oh. start, Tone? Yeah, go for it, Tone. Uh, 
He's like the lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, uh, I do like video games. I, I don't spend time playing right. them. I, I can't. I don't have time for it. I, I got porn on the computer. I got, <laughs> I got stuff I got to get to. It's just constant artwork and no. deadlines. <laughs> no, you know, I love how that replaces all mediums for you. Yeah. <laughs> Not just mediums. Well, we got, you want to go to the movies? But I got porn on the computer. It's like, sorry. Hey. Hey, sweetie, want to go to the to the, the, the love show? Sorry, baby, my lime wire is working overtime today. I, I got computer <laughs> porn. No, you know what? I, I do. Sorry, I, a little too much PersianKitty.com. <laughs> you always want PersianKitty.com. Either that or Richard's Realm. Oh, wait, wow. wait, he just introduced me to two more places. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, okay. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. I, I do love the... some promos. We should get, we should get you know, some, some, some sponsorship for this stuff, man. Ne- next week, he'll be out here with his t-shirt. Magnet. Well, ge- well, 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 the thing is, Geekscape.net is going to be porn within a week. Oh, uh, but, but I do. Time, I, I, 360. We got to wrap it up? <laughs> okay, so... so 360 game. You got a 360 I, I, game? Uh, well, I have the old Xbox. My yeah. buddy's got 360. Uh-huh. Uh, he'll bring it over. I've got... Like, how big is my TV? I've got a, I got a TV that's quite a like bigger than that whole wall, man. Mm-hmm. And really big. people come over to my house to watch TV now. Just to that heater, to that. And yeah. Yeah, and and um, my buddy he comes over to watch sci-fi. So yeah. like I don't necessarily enjoy it as much as everyone thinks I enjoy it. But what we'll do is we'll bring the video game over. We'll uh-huh. set it up. And right now we're playing uh, Gears of War. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love that game. And you do you, have, do you get online? Do you do the Xbox gamer Fuck tags? No. Fuck okay. that online, okay. dude. Is it porn? Fuck no. Dude. <laughs> I do online. I do online. I will find you and dude, I will chainsaw let's you. Let's make some fucking very clear fucking things here. Porn computer. That makes sense. Video games can porn computer. Doesn't make any sense. We should be making some additions to Geekscape.net. Yeah, Geekscape. <laughs> yeah, Geekscape. <laughs> yeah, it's Geekbait. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um. So yeah. But I like the 360. And I like, well, I like you should sign. You, you should sign up online. It's actually well, a lot know, of fun. It's funny that you yelling at a 14 year old while you try and chase them. <laughs> like eat that, you little bitch! Oh, oh, help me! No, there, you know what? There's no doing that because I've actually done that at another uh-huh. friend's house, and there is nothing more humiliating than having these little 13 year old kids right. destroy me and <laughs> basically call me a bitch. Right. And I want I want to reach out and fucking grab someone, you know? I right. mean, I'm like, you just called me a bitch? Where the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't fuck around, you know? Like, if we're in this fucking room and I got a guy in the corner laughing, it's like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. And we're at it. Some fucking guy in fucking Nebraska tells me to fuck off because I fucking can't play the game. Fuck you. You're fucking 13 fucking years old, man! I just fucking got the game, man! I don't... So, um, yes. so yeah, that's my problem. Your management uh, episode twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say uh, next week we're going to be talking all about Spider-Man three. Also, uh, put it in your calendars, you northeastern uh, mofo's. Uh, May thirteenth, we're going to be in New York City doing an episode. That's Sunday, May thirteenth. It's Mother's Day, but screw your mom. Oh, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, it's Mother's Day, May 13th. We're going to be in New York City. We're going to do a get together. Check geekscape.net, especially the forums for all the news. 
as it gets up to date on where we're going to be, when we're going to be, and uh, we definitely expect you guys to be there. So um, that's the news. That's episode 20. Gilmore, what do you have to possibly say? Uh, one more thing. On Geekscape.net, um, tomorrow, I think it'll be a few Dude, days after you guys see this. This episode is going to be over. I just want to tell people about the Comic Book of the Month Club. Um, people go on uh, geekscape.net slash forums, and basically what you do is you nominate a comic book, and then the one that wins at the end of... Uh, uh, next week, uh, this week for you guys, we all read and then we all talk about on a Skype chat um, on a date that we agree on. So join us and uh, get on the forums. It could not have been creepier what you just said. So, um, no, it's a good idea. Uh, we'll, we'll, maybe, well, once you get a trade, maybe we'll throw your book in there. Uh, when we go to trade? Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. I, have no, it's, yeah. I honestly have no plans to go to trade until the whole thing is That's right. And, and then maybe that'll be part of the comic book of the month club. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much, Skip. Oh, Thank yeah, you so right. much, Tone, for coming Sorry, down here. No, guys, oh, we're all this sweaty. This is a blast, and yes. all you little fuckers in Nebraska, <laughs> fuck gunning <you>. for you. <laughs> see you guys next week. <laughs>